Blog Talk Radio. Had promoted him, 
and how he had advanced him above the princes and the servants of the king. And Haman moreover said, Yea, Esther the queen did let no man come in with the king unto the banquet that she prepared but myself. And tomorrow I am invited, <coughs> excuse me, I am invited unto her also with the king. Yet all of this availeth nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Hebrew sitting at the king's gate. Let me read that again. Yet all of this availeth me nothing so long as I see Mordecai the Hebrew sitting in the king's gate. Then said Zeresh his wife and all his friends unto him, Let a gallows be made of fifty cubits high, and tomorrow speak thou unto the king, that Mordecai may be hanged thereon. Then go thou in merrily with the king unto the banquet, and the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. Peace be unto you, brothers and sisters. Peace be unto you. This is your brother D.L., Elder Youngman, for those that follow online. And the name of tonight's message is Beware the Creepy Cracker Spirit, Part 2, Haman's Hate. Um, 
and it's derived from the blood of the fallen angels. It's derived from, you know, uh, Iblis or Satan at the beginning of time refusing to prostrate himself uh, before the man that was created by the Most High where his breath was placed. It wasn't so much that Satan was being told to prostrate himself before the man, but to prostrate himself before uh, the breath of the Most High that was placed in the man. And his jealousy, his hatred drove him to rebel against, you know, what he knows full well um, as the creator of all things. is an all-powerful, omnipotent um, creator and father um, that he still loves. This is not, um, you know, his fall and this war uh, that's taking place between he and mankind is not something that's just rationally um, laid out there. This is a jealousy. This is a fit of jealousy um, with our Father placing before him, you know, the anointed cherub, um, this man, this this pile of smelly, miry clay. So, um, so it felt, you know, pressing upon me to to speak on how this you know this fit of rage manifests itself today and you know as I pointed out before there were many examples but Haman um, this hatred that Haman had um, it sticks itself out as one of the most overt uh, one of the you know one of the most clearly laid out um, examples of how deep this hatred ran. So what I'd like to do is just touch on what we looked at in the last reading, in the last message. Um, if we go back to chapter 3 in the book of Esther, if you look at the first verse, after these things did King Azariah promote Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above the princes that were with him. So this lineage, um, an Agagite, that name should sound familiar because it was King Agag um, that, you know, that, that really was the reason that Saul was taken out of power. Um, Agag was an Amalekite. So being that uh, Hamadatha, Haman's father, is identified as an Agagite, what it's saying is that his bloodline was a royal Amalekite bloodline, okay, so he would have known uh, very well what happened uh, in this hatred, the basis of this hatred was an ancient um, hatred, it went all the way back to the Exodus, in that when um, Joshua and Moses led the, the children of Israel out, the first people to attack them were the Amalekites. If you look at the bloodline of the Amalekites, um, they have lineage that, lineage that traces back to Esau. Um, they're also reputed to be giants, which means that they mingled their blood uh, with the fallen angels and the titans. So it's really double jeopardy um, with those. 
with that particular uh, group of people. So that the hatred that you see here is an ancient hatred. It's very similar um, to this hatred that is in these white folks today. Um, you know, this hatred goes all the way back, um, you know, again, to the same origins where the blood that's in these Gentiles is from the fallen angels. So the hatred that we see, um, you know, it's not anything that really most of them understand. You know, they just hate and they just, they don't know why, but they do. So that's the first thing to know about um, this hatred that's in Haman. If you go to uh, the fourth verse, now it came to pass when they spake daily unto him, he hearkened not unto them. Now this is Mordecai. This is after Haman has taken notice of Mordecai, and Mordecai is not prostrating himself. He's not paying him the honor that he feels that he's deserved by uh, moving up into the king's um, good graces. So this is what they told Haman to see, whether Mordecai's matter would stand, for he had told them that he was a Hebrew. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reference, then was Haman full of wrath. So basically, uh, the similarity here is, you know, how dare that nigga, you know, with the, with these people that are picking up the phones and calling uh, the police on people. How dare that nigga not, uh, you know, not do what I want them to do. How dare them niggas be out there in the in the in the park barbecuing, and you know, it's a public park. Uh, the dude was paying his rent. He got every right to be in that um, apartment building. But how dare he? So this is the spirit that is inside of what we've called this creepy cracker. Um, so I'll read it again. And when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not nor did him reverence, then was Haman full of wrath. Okay. If we move on to verse seven, in the first month, that is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Azarias, they cast Pur, that is the lot, before Haman from day to day and from month to month uh, to the twelfth month, that is the month of Adar. So, basically, when you look at casting Pur or casting Lot. Uh, this was how um, policy was created, and it was done in a random sort of a way um, of the casting of lots. It's a form of governance, essentially. So Haman was going about his duties, and the people that the lots fell on were the people that received the favor of the king or whatever was on the table. So this was put in here so that you know that uh, Haman didn't have any ability um, to just choose. <laughs> he didn't have any authority just to say, okay, these people are blessed, these people are cursed. It was done by the casting of lots. That is the Medo, you know, the Medo um, Persian way of governing, and that was his job under King Azariah. So the next verse, and Haman said unto the king, there's a certain people, okay, a certain people. Now, this certain people was not determined by Lot. This certain people was determined by him. 
right? So when Haman said unto King Azariah, there's a certain people scattered abroad and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of thy kingdom, and their laws are diverse from all the people, neither keep they the king's laws. Therefore it is not for the king's profit to suffer them. So brothers and sisters, what is, I mean, what are we looking at here? We're looking at a man that's been, um, that's been advanced, okay? Uh, he now has an audience with the rulers of the world, and his job is to uh, evaluate the lots that are cast before him and to report to the king um, the, you know, the results of these lots. So what he's done is because um, a member of a race that has an ancient hatred with him um, didn't give him reverence, didn't bow his knee, uh, didn't, you know, make over everything that, that he's done, um, he becomes upset. And then he begin, he goes before the king and he points this race of people out. And he tells the king that it's not for the not for his profit that he suffered them. So if we go, um, if we continue on reading, we see that um, in verse ten, and the king took his ring from his hand and gave it unto Haman the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the Hebrew's enemy. What's happened here is that he's asked uh, that those people be destroyed. <laughs> Okay, again, this is a man that's abusing his office for the reason of his hatred that he has for these people, which just happen to be the, uh, the chosen of the Most High. So in verse 12, Then the king's scribe called on the thirteenth day of the first month, and there was written according to all that Haman had commanded unto the king's lieutenants and to the governors that were over every province and to the rulers of every people of every province according to the writing thereof and to every people after their language in the name of the king Azarias was it written and sealed with the king's ring and the letters were sent by post into all the king's provinces to destroy, to kill and to cause to perish all the Hebrews, both young and old, little children and women, in one day, even upon the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, which is the month of Adar, and to take the spoil of them for prey. So, brothers and sisters, this has been our lot. Um, we've gone into these kingdoms, um, and people have hated us for no reason that they really understand it's just that they're different somehow so even in our fallen state there's still a light that's on us there's still a light that vexes uh, the darkness that are in people and that's what you saw that's, or that's what you saw in Haman that's what you saw in George Zimmerman that's what you see all around you right now so this hatred is an ancient hatred, okay? So if we advance into today's reading, what we see exhibited here, first of all, is our Father's provision. What Haman hasn't even considered 
And it's the same with these white folks um, today. It's the same with Trump. It's the same with those that support Trump. It's the same with the folks on the left uh, that would hate us because we uphold this book. Um, they have no idea that our Father's provision is made and that they are a part of his plan. Okay? So we saw that uh, Queen Esther, who I guess it just blew right by Haman. He never really uh, assumed or thought that she was in a position to, to thwart his plans. So Haman, in his hatred, and this goes back to, in Brett, look, this is deep. This is deep. Haman, in his hatred, had a gallows built on, like, on his front yard. So that means, you know, you're rolling through your neighborhood... And you just happen, and, it, and it's not Halloween, because, you know, they they making an excuse uh, when they hang uh, effigies of niggas off trees that, you know, it's, you know, it's just because of Halloween. So, you rolling down the street, and you just happen to notice that somebody is intently building a big wooden um, hangman's noose. You know, like, just like what you saw in the Old West, you know, they're the big raised platform, uh, the big noose hanging off of the the, um, the wooden arm, uh, all of that, and you just notice it, you know, on your, you know, on this dude's front lawn, and, um, you know, he's building on it every day, and then you have a, you know, you realize that, you know, this is the mayor of your city, <laughs> building a hangman's noose out on his front yard, and he did that because what Mordecai represented to him was everything that he hated. So, brothers and sisters, this spirit of creepy crackerism, with what you see and what you're going to continue to see, I know it's repetitive. I know it's repetitive. But this is um, why uh, the Father sent uh, the word through our brothers to come out. Because it's going to get ugly, brothers and sisters. It's going to get uglier than, than anything that we've ever seen because of this spirit of hatred um, that sits on these people. And you have to understand that it's a part of the Father's plan um, that the Gentiles, they're going to be used basically to punish and to purge those that would not do the Father's will. They have a place in this. They, the hatred that's been placed inside of them, um, just like uh, Satan when he fell, he would have been destroyed if the Father didn't have a purpose for him. And his purpose was to come down here and to test the souls of the faithful. So it's going to be the same with his children. These folks that have this 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 ingrained hatred and are doing you know they're they're back to the point of hanging people off of trees uh you know people thought that was an example when um you know we put out the romans 128 uh check-in it wasn't an example folks it's gone back as far as esther uh we know that our messiah was hung from a tree um, we know that these people, these pagans, worship trees. 
And that's a form of worship to the fallen angels Is to take one of the faithful One of the uh, those that the Most High cherishes And hang them on a tree Put them on a tree as a um, sacrifice to their gods So brothers and sisters Along with um, this creepy crackerism This spirit that um, has taken over these people This idea that, you know Building a gallows out in your front yard um, Is cool What we have to really watch Is the declaration That has come out From the halls of power Just like in, in Esther um, Here let me see 3.13 One day even on the 13th day Of the 12th month Which is the month of Adar Okay I had a friend of mine A brother of ours uh, Go in and take a look at what that date um, resolves back to. And the date it resolves back to is February the 19th in the 400th year. Brothers and sisters, it is not any sort of coincidence that this country, this great beast, is in the process of putting together um, a commemoration of the 400 years that we've been here. Uh, HR 1242 You should look that up There are three summaries for HR 1242 Bill's summaries are authored by CRS Shown here Passed Senate without amendment December 21st, 2017 This measure has not been amended Since it was passed by the House on May 1, 2017 The summary of that version is repeated here 400 Years of African-American History Commission Act. Section 3. This bill establishes the 400 Years of African-American History Commission to develop and carry out activities throughout the United States to commemorate the 400th anniversary of the arrival of Africans in the English colonies at Point Comfort, Virginia, in 1619. The Commission must plan programs to acknowledge the impact that slavery and laws that enforced racial discrimination had on the United States. Encourage civic, patriotic, historical, educational, artistic, religious, and economic organizations to organize and participate in anniversary activities. Assist states, localities, and nonprofit organizations to further the commemoration and Coordinate for the public scholarly research on the arrival of Africans in the United States and their contributions to this country. Section 5. The Commission may provide 1. Grants to communities and nonprofit organizations for the development of programs. 2. Grants to research and scholarly organizations to research, publish, or distribute information relating to the arrival of Africans in the United States. And 3. Technical assistance to states localities, and non-profit organizations to further the commemoration. Section 7. The Commission must prepare a strategic plan and submit a final report to Congress that contains a summary of its activities, an accounting of its received and expended funds, and its recommendations. Section 8. The Commission shall terminate on July 1, 2020. Section 9. All expenditures of the Commission shall be made solely from donated funds. And in addition to that, you know, you may just think that it's 
you know, just a random sort of uh, observance. But brothers and sisters, there's no way that um, our father told to Abraham that he would be in that his seed would be in bondage for 400 years and then this government through the congress through an act a shared act between the republicans and the democrats it met no um it met none of the gridlock that bills meet when they go through the congress here it was passed by the senate and the house um no amendments and that is the fact that they are going to commemorate, I'm putting my fingers up, commemorate our 400th year here. So brothers and sisters, there's a lot going on in this scripture. I hope that, you know, after the first um, message, you know, you went back and read these and read the book of Esther. Uh, I, I can't say that I'm done with this, brothers and sisters, because there's something else that goes along with the 400 year uh, marker from the side of the United States and um, again you know this is 30 minutes so I'm going to have to do it on another message and we're going to have to talk about that so brothers and sisters my hope is that the Father is keeping your mind my hope is that your prayer is that the Father keep your mind and keep you in his shalom because brothers, brothers and sisters we're about to see some stuff about to see some unprecedented things and all that I can say as far as my preparation for that is that I'm prepared to fall into the hands of my father and nothing else and nothing else so brothers and sisters your brother DL is out Um, I love you all Shalom